TVOX Podcasts, Part 3 Annunciation, Elocution and Frontage Following on from the uh, two podcasts that we've already done covering the areas of chest resonance and pitch uh, once you've mastered those two in effect what you end up with is kind of a an androgynous voice which isn't you know it could be either and one of the big areas for people um, with passing with their voice is the telephone and obviously if your voice is neither one nor the other then the problem is that once you remove the visual um, prompt of what you look like, people listening to you will tend to start to make errors because all they've got to go on is what your voice sounds like. And this is where, with enunciation, the elocution and the frontage, we start to move on to the more subtle changes um, that really start to make a difference between male and female voices. Uh, and it's worth noting, um, pointing out at this point, that um, a lot of these uh, points that we'll be making are equally of use to trans men, uh, just applying them in reverse, as it were. That, you know, what, um, adding something in to make a voice sound female, it stands to reason that if you take it out, the voice begins to start sound more masculine. But um, no, anyway, in, in enunciation, elocution and frontage, what's that actually all about? Well, frontage is about moving where the words, in effect, are being formed. And you're probably thinking, well, that, that's, that sounds a little bit odd. But it's uh, when you actually start to practice it and try it, it becomes clearer. And it's like you're forming the words more towards the front of your mouth rather than at the back. Um, and I, I think I said in the, the, the generic introduction that it's rather like you're trying to get your tongue in your teeth to tiptoe around the words rather than manhandling the words around your tongue and teeth. Uh, and it's very much like you're trying to imagine something like um, a BBC continuity announcer. Uh, that's always the, the, the good example. Somebody who has this very refined voice, very crisp words, and you're trying to imitate elements of that um, and at the same time, you're, um, you're, you're putting a great deal of effort into the pronunciation of those words. And you can probably hear in my voice now that there's certain vowel sounds which are elongated. And that, again, is part of the elocution. Um, you know, again, just listen very closely to the words that I'm saying now. I'm probably exaggerating it ever so slightly because I'm thinking about it. Um, but you can hear that certain vowel sounds, certain consonant clusters are being um, lingered on, uh, dwelt on, elongated out. Um, and we're trying to get away from uh, very abrupt speaking patterns. It's something that men tend to do. They're very, um, like a machine gun is how I tend to describe it, a machine gun for words. And you're trying to get away from that, so slowing down your pace of talking. Remember, women aren't really in a hurry to get those words out. And the more speeded up you make your voice, the more masculine that is a trait that will tend to, um, without other factors, tend to make people hearing your voice 
start to think of it as being a more masculine voice. Um, you know, if you hear some of these power executives, uh, the power executive women who, you know, they become quite masculine because they're adopting male speech patterns. Uh, you know, that's something that we're sort of trying to get away from. Um, there's also um, looking for consensus. Uh, it's something that you notice when when you listen to uh, women that... Uh, it's almost like every sentence is a question. Uh, there's a lot of um, the voice going up at the end of sentences. There you are, that's a good one for you. And that's um, a very feminine trait, looking for consensus in what you're saying. Um, but, I mean, what, what are your experiences in this area, Zoe? It's very true. The female speech, it's, it's almost as if the person is never entirely sure of what they're saying, so everything is a question. They want they want agreement, and when talking, they are slower. They're they're less sure. Certainty in speech is a male trait, effectively. If you let's let's try, try if I can try and say this in a male in a male way. So when guys are talking, it's fast. It's very Powerful, straightforward, straight, straight to what they want to say. They're not bothered whether the other person actually cares what they're saying or understands or agrees or anything else. They're saying it. It's right. It's forceful. Women aren't the same. They're they're more laid back. They're more inclusive rather than an exclusive in speech. Yeah, very much. Um, at the end of the day, you know. We all know the old jokes about the stereotypes of you know men never ask for directions because they know where they're going, and it's the same with speech. You know they're not asking you for a direction of what they whether what they're saying is right. Um, they know where they're going. They don't care. You know, me man, me right, sort of thing. Um, you know, um, you know, men just have you there, so they're not actually talking to themselves. But you know, maybe in some ways that's what. what what they are doing is so I'm, I'm getting the hand signals from Zoe so you're playing to the stereotypes now and yeah I am it's not entirely true um, but it is um, a tendency for the male speaking patterns to be far more abrupt and certain um, but yeah I, th- I think that's kind of covered most of what we um, what we wanted to over enunciation, elocution and frontage. Uh, and really the most important thing about it is that stretching of the vowel sounds, getting the words formed towards the front of your mouth. And also, I think Zoe touched on it in one of the other sections, is that having an ever so slight lisp, and now it's very important not to do it too much, but a slight lisp can be seen as a slightly feminine trait, um, and I'm not advocating that everybody should immediately be looking at lisping their way through all the words they say, um, because you know if you do it to excess, then it will start to sound put on. But that ever so slight on certain words, just that softening of the edges, is really what it's all about. Um, can be another helpful tool in creating um, a more feminine voice. Just one last thing. It's Touching on what Jen's just said regarding using the the whole of your mouth and speaking from the front and developing a lisp, people might notice I've I've got a bit of a lisp myself because I had my tongue pierced while I was getting speech therapy when I was going through it, and this 
I think I'm not advocating going out there and getting your tongue pierced, but it makes you aware of where your tongue is in your mouth when you're producing sounds. And I think that is a very important thing as well. Clarity of of your speech is a massive factor in not getting read. If people aren't having to concentrate on what you're saying, your voice will float over them an awful lot more. So attempting to be clear on what what you're saying when you're speaking and being aware of how you're using your mouth makes an awful lot of a difference when dealing with enunciation.